Hey, good morning, traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session, uh, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can uh, for today's trading opportunities. Uh, so let's get straight into it. As you know, we have a, uh, I suppose, a hybrid approach to trading where we look at market fundamentals, we assess risk, we see where flow, where capital is flowing to, and then we apply that to our technical charts. We try to create a bit of a, a coherent uh, trading idea and then look to execute it in our live trade rooms every day. Okay, so let's get straight into it then. Um, as always, if we could start with our risk warning. Good morning, guys. Uh, I hope you all had a great weekend. Um, the only problem is they seem to go pretty quickly, don't they? Um, okay, so take a moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning. And all profitable traders, they need to consider which markets to trade, of course, trade selection, where do you enter, where do you exit, risk management, trade management, uh, and trade psychology, all important facets to trade in these markets, of course. Um, so this session uh, prepares you for today's trading opportunities. And as you notice, with a lot of these markets, they're up and down in kind of a daily fashion. And uh, we're relatively okay with that. You know, like that's, uh, we can trade... We can trade those markets if if the trading opportunities kind of conform with our um, with with a high probability nature. If it's just quite um, uh, quite tight consolidation, then we we often look for the breakouts of of those periods of consolidation. So um, it just depends on the actual setup itself. But we we discuss these considerations live every day, and we're strong advocates of being trying to be as consistent as we can in our decision making. Uh, accuracy when, when all is going sort of crazy around you it is quite important to sort of revert back to type um, and, and continue to trade and see and look for what we want to trade rather than what the market is kind of throwing at us um, accuracy in your in your levels um, and uh, if you can work with technical stop losses you know do try to do it discipline of course with your hard-earned capital and being patient as well so all important facets to trading um, let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So Friday was a very, very interesting day. We were broadcasting um, quite late on Friday. Uh, so let's take a little step back. It is worth <laughs> trying to trying to take stock. And um, what a what a kind of a tough trading week last week, um, without any any huge clarity really. Um, we had PPI numbers coming in way above expectation. Um, that would instinctively mean that the Fed would would need to move really much, much higher than, than current rates of 3.25%. The impact that they've had so far is negligible. We've, we've had the highest core uh, CPI number, headline number uh, in 40 years. So the interest rates, um, the Fed are increasing interest rates to, uh, to try and tackle inflation and inflation is going higher. So they're not having much joy, um, which we would fully expect indices to sell off actually probably quite aggressively and, uh, and the dollar to strengthen quite aggressively. It just doesn't look like we're getting that aggressive follow through, which is quite an interesting position for these markets. Um, so we're gonna be, We've got a couple more weeks, really, before we would be hearing from the FOMC regarding their rate hikes. We're probably expecting 75 um, 
75 basis point move in November, 75 in December, as things currently stand. Um, and the question is, how many more rate hikes, you know, going into next year? So CPI coming in much higher, you can see, than expected. We're expecting a, a headline rate of 8.1 coming at 8.2. And that said, cause course CPI, uh, which is all inflation-based uh, indicators um, coming in coming in quite uh quite strong so friday we had the the situation with the uk government um it's hard to know where to begin really so um so first of all quasi kwatang um was let go by one means or another and liz truss uh, is seeing a lot of her policies uh, being unwound before her very eyes and uh, she came out with a quite a belligerent statement actually on on friday um which can't really bode well for her as a, as a as a politician but um she doesn't seem to have any any significant authority and it looks like um the guy who she got in jeremy hunt is is, is politically probably the opposite end of the the uh the spectrum um so it looks like he is going to be in charge of building in sorry bear with me a second okay he it looks like he'll be in charge of building in um kind of the status quo really for the pound trying to stabilize markets and we were in the impression on friday that there would be announcement on uh, at the end of this month um by jeremy hunt in terms of what you know what the new direction is likely to be um but he's making this emergency statement today now so that does slightly change the situation now for the for the pound um look at what happened in in the 10-year bond markets for for the uk uh, if we so this is a 10-year gilt we're currently up at these slightly elevated levels but there's a kind of a lot going on in this period we had a bit of a dip there on um towards the end of last week a bit of softening um and then we've just got this we, we also have a situation from the boe is that they put into play up at these highs in here they put into play a uh a backstop for the pension funds in the UK. They needed them to offload some of their losing positions um, and access a little bit of liquidity. And that's what they've been able to do. So they've been able to stop the the run, basically. And um, But now the, the Bank of England made a statement last week saying, you know, they've only got till the end of last week to actually I suppose secure the liquidity of unwind some of the positions uh some of their losing positions uh because they won't really have access to this liquidity um next uh this week so there might be significant fallout of that and and i suppose one market to watch carefully is the 10-year gilt uh currently at 4.33 you know we're up at these elevated levels you know these highs here are 1.47 so we're only sort of 14 basis points away from making new highs, which would put the pound under considerable pressure. At the moment, we might find a bit of softening. Um, there's an argument to suggest, especially with Jeremy Hunt making his um, 
his statement later on trying to calm markets but definitely really quite significantly volatile um price action at the moment so it's important to take that into account uh jacob good morning um uk's pm trust has signed off uh, deferring one percent income tax until 2024 yeah so i think a lot of a lot of what um list trusts and quasi quartang tried to push through um over what is only i think a month isn't it i don't think they've been in power any longer than that uh, it now looks as if jeremy hunt is going to be very carefully unwinding um and and shifting the uk's position um where there was a big hole in their income and expenditure figures you know to the to the, to the tune of about 60 billion which they couldn't really account for or, or they certainly were keeping the numbers close to their chest so they weren't really they left the markets with no other option but to just you know want to want to run for the exits and um it's pretty hard to see them kind of row back on it sorry it's not it's not hard to see them row, row back on it it just shows you what can happen if 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 politicians you know if they if they start to to move away and, and fundamentally impact things they can they can soon find themselves out of a job as well which is i don't know it's a safeguard i suppose um so yeah so all of these um you know tax cuts are all going to be looked at it, it's the fiscal discipline i think that goes with it the fact that they that they need to explain you can't just say oh yeah we're going to grow and and that's going to fill the gap because what if you don't grow it needs to be you know documented um and accounted for with a little bit more care for the market so the markets run for the exits um and jeremy hunt is now in play to try and um do something about that but one market worth looking at would be the uk bond markets for sure so yeah thanks for that uh there, jacob um so we still had consumer sentiment so mildly positive core retail sales um I'd, I'd say flat at best um uh yeah very little growth so we're talking about stagflation we're talking about high high inflation low growth um which is really not what economies want to uh oversee but that's what we're dealing with um Okay, so that takes us up to date a little bit. A bit of a crazy trading week last week. Um, it really was. Um, we're able to finish with a couple of profitable trades in the, in the pound dollar and the euro dollar. But um, it looks like now today they've kind of reversed a little bit. So we go into those technicals in just a second. Nothing of any major concern. Strong focus on the pound, on, on um, the UK as well to see what will happen over the course of the day. Um, elsewhere, we'll have a US dollar Empire State Manufacturing Index. So we'll see um, if you look at these manufacturing numbers. Um, we are in technically in, in a recession in, in the US as things currently stand, uh, but the Empire State Manufacturing Index has been broadly a really strong bounce post COVID. And now it looks like we're, we're kind of rolling back over to the downside and a tr quite a troubling number last time around. So we're expecting um, minus 4.3, which would, I mean, last time we saw uh, minus 
So it would mean that there's a bit of deterioration on the manufacturing side. Okay, elsewhere, uh, we'll be hearing from the RBA. Oh, we'll get, sorry, we'll get their monetary policy meeting minutes. Um, they didn't raise rates as high as expected. They, we saw, they oversaw a 25 basis point rate hike when the markets were expecting a 50. And that actually supported markets briefly there. Um, was it last week or the week before? Uh, CPI, pound CPI, we know we're up around 10% and it looks like that's, a, that's pretty much exactly where we are. So not a good position for the UK. Um, and then we've got some Australian employment data, Canadian inflation, again, further manufacturing, and we're not really finishing with anything. So let's hope this week is a little bit more stable than, than, than the last uh, four or five days. So let's, let's, let's bring these charts up on screen and let's have a look at risk first. So we want to see, is there a, is there a significant appetite for risk in these markets? We've still got these monthly lows intact. You can see that we're really struggling to close uh, below those levels. Sorry, let me, let me show you here. Um, so it does correspond with uh, previous highs, which is interesting in itself. So it has every real potential to be a strong level of, um, of potential support in that. And that's really what we're seeing. Now, the next level down uh, would, would be these highs in here. This was the, um, this was the beginning of, of COVID. Um, so that would be the, the 3,400. So it just remains to be seen whether we get a, a, a whether the, the 3,600 will be a strong level of support or whether we'll actually break lower. <clears throat> and we did get close to that last week, um, but not quite down to those levels. And you can see we're really, when you identify these monthly lows, you really want to see can the markets kind of break through those levels. And the other is no. Um, you know, three or four times last week, we tried to break below the 3580 and we were unable to do so. So it is a strong level of support. So can it give us a buying opportunity now at this stage? Uh, against all odds, it seems the answer is yes. Now, we're not comfortable buying, but we will look for buying opportunities if, if they become relatively clear cut. Um, so don't forget, we can and, and look at the, the messy nature of, of these markets. And we spoke about taking opportunities um, and look for that rollover trade. And we, we only really got that um, the, the latter part of Friday's trading. So we were saying at all these cases, you know, if we get a clear cut rollover to the downside, we'd like to take it. And it actually kicked in up at these highs, the 111, um, the 111, sorry, the 11,200 level. Um, but look at the nature of the move. It very, very quickly just tanked and it didn't really give us a decent opportunity to get into it. Mind you, Friday evenings wouldn't be the, the time for us to be um, getting into these trades because you'd have to, I mean, in hindsight, it would have been a good trade, but there was no real sort of structural failure aspect to the trade. It was just a very sharp pullback off the highs. And before you know it, you're kind of down, you know, you, you, you've, you're down at 10,800. So you've seen a 400 pip move or point move before you're, you're, you're really able to get into it. 
So the question is, what next for this market? But there's the turbulence. You know, there's the really short grinding lower lows. And then you see the, the, the CPI numbers. We gapped much, much lower, reversed, made new highs. We wanted to back off it. And then it started making new highs. And we were thinking we could be, this market could be off to the upside now. And uh, as you can see, we made new highs and then we saw the drop. So it just shows you the, I suppose, in real time, the, the turbulence uh, for these markets. So what's happening now? It's a little bit unclear. We, we, we're, there's an argument that suggests with the US indices that we might get a little bit of support. The problem we've got is we've got very bearish net, uh, fundamentals. So there's no getting away from that, unfortunately. Um, the FTSE, we, again, we, we, we're unable to break below multi-month multi-month lows if i can say that at this time in the morning um, and that's really what we're seeing here at this stage so um a bit of support at these very very important levels so we can look for buying opportunities within here but um we, we do want to trade these markets with our eyes open um and just suggest to you that if you do buy these us indices you know you, you want to sort of manage them quite with, with significant discipline so you know don't oversize don't um you know sit in those trades for too long it will be a case of looking to book in profit sooner rather than later there's some trades you can sit in and let them run um other trades you need to manage quite carefully and we're just anticipating these global industry markets you have to manage quite carefully so if there's a buying trade brilliant we get into it we'll probably trade smaller size we'll probably trade with bigger stop losses and we'll manage it um, a lot more aggressively. Um, we don't want to sit in it and, and let it evolve because that rollover trade is, is coming at some point. So um, uh, Bitcoin underwater, I mean, it has been really for quite a while. Um, the all important sort of numbers are the 18,000 level. If we break below these levels, then we're off to the downside again for Bitcoin. And we said, uh, if you look at the monthly, 13,000 level is the next level to the downside, 13,800. Um, so that's where we, we probably anticipate this market to be going. Okay, so, so a mild buying opportunity uh, in the S&P. So let's just see where that leaves us regarding the, the, the dollar. Um, will we see some dollar weakness? Again, you want to get caught. You don't want to get caught in these turnaround trades. Um, there was a real decent positive response from the pound um, as a result of uh, Jeremy Hunt, you know, taking control. And we just come off those highs now as 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 we look at this trade. This is the uh, the market that keeps on giving us the pound yen. It's really difficult getting into these markets at these highs now, but you know, we still might see further upside. So the dollar's weakening against the, uh, the Swiss franc, weakening against the CAD, the Aussie, New Zealand, um, the pound, marginally against the yen, although that looks like it's rolling over now. So is there anything clear cut that, that stands out? It's, we're just seeing and trading quite poor opportunities. We've got a little structural failure trade to the downside here. We've got a technical 
break below the um, the 86.50. But Friday and today, we've kind of failed to make any progress. We'd expect some further downside, at least initially. But we, we're not really getting that yet. <coughs> the problem with the euro yen and the pound yen and the pound yen today now could be quite different is that we're, we're trading up at these highs so we really want to see prices break above 167.69 and don't forget the boj are sitting in the background they're like little um you know sitting in the shadows just waiting to uh to inject some more capital into the yen probably if these markets start making new highs um, it's just they haven't done so yet. So when is this intervention going to kick in? It's kicked in once already and we've made new highs. So now it's going to cost the BOJ a lot more to actually have a material impact. What I would suggest the BOJ are probably doing is waiting for the markets to naturally take a roll over to the downside. So I, I a little bit of dollar weakness across the board and then they'll probably execute their plan to 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 strengthen the yen which means if we start selling off we could get really explosive selling um, where you can get a correction in, in a very short period of time so there's maybe an avalanche in in yen buying uh, at some point pretty soon again as always it's just um it's just when and yeah, look again, we've got problems with some of these trades. Dollar Swiss, we, we're kind of trading above and below parity. Um, we know it's an important level. Um, the CAD is that it's that pullback trade, really. So, in, in conclusive markets, I'm afraid, across the currency pairs, the euro yen uh, up at those very important highs same with the pound yen so gold let's have a look at that on the daily so we did get that strong flush trade but look at the up and down nature of this market so um three days of pretty much doing nothing we we, we closed to the downside uh, sorry we, we had a strong move to the downside which subsequently reversed back above these these daily lows and then Friday, we do take that little turn to the downside. We make technical new lows down here. Um, and Friday now, we're just, today now, we're just retracing Friday's lows. So our bias is to the downside, but prices are, are currently facing the wrong way. Um, oil's an interesting one. Um, three days of messy price action last week. We've kind of gapped and, and it looks like there's a, potential upside from these lower levels. We prefer prices to come back into the 92.50, but we're currently at the, the $85 level. So um, a lot of these markets are not in good technical positions for us. The US indices So I think we're going to keep it broad again today. I, I, I'm sorry we can't sort of get really stuck into these and, and and identify some really decent high probability trading opportunities because um, the markets are very, very tentative right now. So um, we have to kind of trade what we see. 
So, and again, sort of going back to kind of Friday's um, There's a lot of talk about so incoherent risk on, incoherent risk off, um, massive reversals. We're trading smaller size and, and I'm mindful of further reversals today. Unfortunately, these are just the conditions that we're currently trading. Now they will change, of course. You know, we go through this all the time, um, but we've got to almost suck it up as we go uh, at this stage. Um, Okay, so let's, let's, and I suppose the word incoherent, um, maybe we could use a slightly better word, but we're, um, we're pushing higher, but, you know, we know that the market fundamentals are, um, are pretty poor. Um, Okay, um, oh, sorry, sorry, let me get that the right way around. So, selling. Um, indecisive is probably a better word. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, we're going to have a look at these in more detail, obviously during our, our live trade room. So. We've got to kind of, we can only trade really what we see. Um, so look, I'll post that into the chat box, All right, guys. There's our trade plan. Uh, let's let's switch. Um, so these market conditions are um, are quite indecisive at the moment. I think it's fair to say. Um, I think one thing we, we, we will add, actually, just to this. Is. Um, 
Okay, so we're looking at potential pound buying opportunities. Um, that's probably due to UK U-turns um, with tax, um, a whole bevy of, of measures, and we're going to be hearing from Jeremy Hunt later on uh, today as well. So would that give us some buying opportunities in the pound? It's probably worth at least considering that. Um, so I'll post that in there uh, one more time for you guys. So look, thanks very much for joining us. We're going to switch rooms now, um, just so that you can uh, you can you can join us. And we we look at we need to look at these trades in a lot more detail. Basically, that's the current market conditions, and um, we're going to try and still focus on high probability trades, irrespective of what's happening. So. It needs to kind of conform with a, a very specific outlook um, and it needs to meet the criteria before we're, we're willing to pull the trigger. So on that note, guys, thanks very much for joining us. Do take care. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, of course, same time. So we'll speak to you then. Bye for now.